Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We are working on that issue right now. Uh, we are five-plus days, uh, five-plus business days into the work of uh, the new cabinet, and uh, we are taking that issue very seriously. And while it might not be the first on the list of things that we've accomplished, we did get down to work right away, and we've accomplished a number of things. There you go. That's PC House Leader Todd Smith. Five business days in, he says, we're working uh, arduously to get stuff done. But the the one, the $6 million man, the Hydro One CEO, has not yet been fired. And so uh, they do maintain it remains a priority. But he came out with a list as a Speaker of the House uh, of the three top areas where this government will address urgent legislation, protecting the students at York University and their families by ensuring that the ongoing labor dispute is quickly and fairly resolved, striking Ontario's cap-and-trade carbon tax law from the books so that a future government would not impose another cap-and-trade carbon tax under the law, and, of course, cancelling the White Pines wind project out there in Prince Edward County. Andrea Horvath is the leader of the NDP and obviously the official opposition here in the province of Ontario. Let's uh, get her response to how this is playing out here in the early days of the new PC government. Ms. Horvath, always a pleasure to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. How are you? Very good, and you? I'm well, thank you. Good. What do you make of these priorities as listed? I mean, uh, these are the three first off out of the gate. Any response? Uh, well, in terms of the um, uh, the York strike, I don't think that's a, a surprise to anyone. I'm, I'm shocked, though, that uh, Mr. Ford is going to do exactly what the Liberals did and spend billions and billions of dollars uh, cancelling uh, energy projects and energy plans, um, not knowing where that money is going to come from, um, particularly on the cap and trade, knowing uh, that the federal uh, government is simply going to impose a carbon tax. And so uh, we should have learned our lesson with the Liberals and what they did with the gas plants, uh, both with this wind project and with cap and trade. It's going to cost billions and billions and billions of dollars that should be invested in things like get, getting rid of hallway medicine and, and making sure that people can get the kind of health care they deserve making sure that kids can have schools uh, that uh, that are in a state of good repair. Uh, very, very disappointing, I have to say. All right. Uh, well, let's just back up with the York University thing. Uh, he says we're going to re- resolve this labor dispute quickly and fairly. What does that am- mean to you, fairly? I, I, I'm waiting to see, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm waiting to see what all of this uh, legislation looks like. Uh, we'll certainly take a look at uh, whatever it is that they table. Well, you um, would think back-to-work legislation would not be fair then? Well, again, we're going to wait and see what the legislation uh, says, uh, see what the government's intention is in terms of uh, of the process. Uh, but uh, uh, that's something that will come, I guess, on uh, either Thursday or Monday. All right. And the other one is uh, striking Ontario's cap-and-trade carbon tax law from the books so that a future government would not impose another cap-and-trade carbon tax under the law. Can you explain how that would work? No, I think Mr. Ford's going to have to explain how that will work. Um, Again, we're waiting to see what kind of legislation they table. Uh, There's uh, certainly a a big cost, not only in terms of the environment, uh, but in terms of uh, of the cost to the uh, public coffers, if you will, in, in, in regards to this plan. And we are 
waiting to see, like everybody else, exactly what the details are. But he made no secret that he was planning to do this. He ran on it. It was one of the principal planks in his platform, so it should come as no surprise like the gas plan cancellation did with the Liberals. Well, again, that doesn't make it right. <laughs> it doesn't make it a, a responsible uh, uh, thing to take, uh, a measure to take, uh, and it doesn't, it doesn't show us uh, how we're going to then deal with uh, some of the uh, benefits of, uh, of where some of those dollars that were coming from big companies um, are, 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 are going to be uh, dealt with. I mean, we don't know how we're then going to be able to help, for example, to retrofit social housing units and, uh, and schools to make sure that they're more energy efficient. Um, where's the money going to come for, for those kinds of projects? You know, again, what we've seen so far is that Mr. Ford is, uh, is taking things from bad to worse, uh, and some of his decisions uh, look like they're all about insiders and favor, favors that he's doing for folks and backroom deals. Uh, this is no way to govern a province, uh, and it's, it's quite worrisome. I mean, I, I think what people didn't want um, is um, more uh, use of public dollars uh, for, uh, you know, for the cancellation of projects that, um, uh, that are, are just going to, you know, cost more than benefit, frankly. Well, all right, except that the cancellation of the projects also leads to money in the pockets. For example, the cap and trade, this is why people like the 10 cent reduction in the, the price of gasoline. It hasn't gone down full 10 cents, but uh, the cap and trade components come off. People like that aspect. They voted on that, and there were even polls suggesting it was one of the principal concerns that people had, keeping more green in their genes. Uh, yeah, but, but what we will see, though, is, is big polluting corporations um, not having to deal with their uh, their greenhouse gas emissions while at the same time getting billions of dollars uh, from government coffers or from the people's coffers, frankly, uh, put back in their bank accounts. I mean, this is not something that makes a lot of sense. I mean, we, we saw people unhappy with those kinds of energy-type decisions that were, um, that were brought forward by the Liberals. I mean, the devil is always in the detail, as we know, uh, and, uh, and I, I don't think that, uh, you know, denying that climate change is upon us is, uh, is the right way to go. So we'll be very vocal about these things uh, next week, John, when we see exactly what the details are mm. uh, that uh, Mr. Ford's going to bring forward. All right. Even though, you know, these big polluters, as you call them, 19 different sectors to maintain global uh, competitiveness got exemption. So, uh, as you say, the devil in the details. How about the firing of the CEO of Hydro One? He hasn't committed to, well, he said he's going to do it, but this is not one of the top three priorities. I think you would be in agreement. You wanted to see this guy take a haircut, didn't you? Uh, well, what we wanted to see is the rollback of the privatization of Hydro One, and I, I didn't hear Mr. Ford say that he was going to do that. We know that the vast majority of Ontarians don't want to see Hydro One privatized. Uh, we, of course, were uh, hoping to be able to uh, uh, turn that around. Mr. Ford's not talking about that. Uh, and what uh, what I'm concerned about is that uh, you know the next CEO of this private company is going to make another $6 million or $3 million or some other outrageous amount of money as opposed to uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars, which is what other electricity utilities in, uh, uh, in other provinces are earning. I mean, it's been out of whack in Ontario for some time under the Liberals. Uh, we're just going to go from bad to worse under the Conservatives. But why would that follow? I mean, if the province is the principal shareholder and uh, you can control the board and then you therefore control how the board votes on compensation. Well, we'll, we'll see. That certainly hasn't been the, uh, the history thus far with this privatized corporation. Uh, we've seen, in fact, uh, the government-appointed uh, uh, board members sit on their hands when it came to a, a big uh, uh, increase in the per diem or the, um, 
the uh, compensation of, of the board members by some $25,000 uh, annually, uh, not, too, not too far before the election took place. And so, again, uh, we, we'll see how, uh, how this all unfolds. Um, but uh, I don't have very much confidence in, in uh, what Mr. Ford's going to do insofar in as we'll see uh, what he's done similarly with, the, uh, with his uh, health care czar, for example. So he's, he's going to bring someone in that's going to earn about a million dollars over three years when that million dollars uh, could be going to frontline services and getting rid of hallway medicine. I'm talking about Dr. Devlin, as I'm sure you're aware. Yeah, the former CEO of Humber River Regional Hospital, yeah, who as a CEO was making uh, easily twice that. But here, I guess he's entrusted to find efficiencies in the system and there's already early reports are looking at the lens and the sub lens and there's a whole uh, sector of management that could be redundant if he saves us countless millions hundreds of millions of dollars aren't you encouraged by that well we'll see i mean again we'll see what the out uh, what the outcomes are and what the outputs are uh, i'm uh, what i am concerned about is that a lot of the decisions that have been taken already by Mr. Ford are all about insiders, uh, favors that he's done for people that come to lobby him, uh, backroom deals that he makes without any public consultation or discussion whatsoever. Already five uh, again, days in, Andrea? Things that we're, we're quite concerned about. I'm sorry? Is this happening already five days in? Already five days <laughs> in. These are the things that are happening. <laughs> Let me ask you finally, because I'm curious, you know, uh, Doug Ford took some heat, I guess from, uh, well, the Liberal Immigration Minister, Federal Immigration Minister uh, Ahmed Hassan for calling uh, the, the asylum seekers illegal border crossers. And uh, that was reiterated on this program by uh, Andrew Scheer, who's uh, his federal counterpart. Do you uh, think there's any problem with him deeming them to be illegal border crossers? That's sort of uh, explicitly stating what they are, doesn't it? Well, you know what, I think uh, what everybody would agree is that they are asylum seekers and, uh, you know, any kind of language that's... uh uh, that's meant to divide and be inflammatory is, is really not helpful in a situation like this. I can tell you what I'm concerned about uh, is that uh, communities, whether that be uh, Toronto, whether that be uh, Hamilton, whether that be any other city in Ontario, still has to deal with the, the fiscal pressures, the financial pressures of, uh, of providing service. And I think it's everybody's uh, responsibility to step up and take that seriously. Uh, because if we don't do that at uh, provincial and federal level, uh, it's simply going to go on the property tax base, and we know that that's already something uh, that's very, very challenging for folks is their ability to pay their ever-increasing property taxes. So, you know, uh, it's funny, conservatives talk a lot about one taxpayer when it's convenient for them, uh, but when it's not convenient, uh, we don't talk about that. So, you know, it's unfortunate that this is all about uh, dividing Ontarians instead of uh, making sure we, we step up to our responsibilities. This is Ontario, after all. This is Canada. Uh, people are human beings, and they need to be, you know, treated with... Uh, uh, with with dignity and uh, and with care, but it also categorizes with a certain clarity illegal. They cross the border illegally. I mean, they had sanctuary in the United States, and therefore it imposes a certain reality on the taxpayer, the single taxpayer, as you say. And perhaps it then would prioritize our clearing up this mess. And I guess that's the signal he's trying to send to the federal immigration minister as well as the prime minister in office up in Ottawa. Well, uh, you know, I, I think though we have to be honest about the fact that not every single person crossing uh, the borders coming from the same situation and I think we need to be honest about well, that. And, and so if we're going to continue so with that honesty broad, though Andrea, asylum seeker stroke. is also somewhat misleading. They're broad, not, not all seeking asylum. Are not, uh, are not really helpful. 
they, they really aren't. And, and this just leads to more divisiveness and more finger-pointing and more blaming. Uh, and I, I don't think it's, a, it's a, a good way to run a province, frankly. I think we should be thinking more about how do we, uh, how do we work together uh, with each other uh, to, to build a, a better province for everyone. And, and I, just, um, I just I worry that that's not um, you know, the, um, the tone that's coming from Mr. Ford at this point. All right. Well, it's early days, but uh, we'll see. We'll Thanks. talk again on these matters sure as they talk. continue to evolve. Thanks Thank so much you for so your much. time. Take care. Bye-bye. Andrea Horvath, uh, leader of the official opposition here in Ontario. We'll get around to our panel topics worthy of discussion. We may even cross over into some of the things that had been mentioned by Ms. Horvath. Alyssa Freeman, Kevin Gadet, Rocco Rossi up next on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.